The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. I consider a donor advised fund really the smart man's private foundation. It is available for anybody and everybody. At the signature, we don't have a minimum deposit to open an account. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Well, glad to have you on the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George. He is Wade Chessman, certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. He had clients in Dallas and across the nation, and their office is located right there in Rambler Road. Wade, good to talk to you again. How you been? I've been great. You know, just dealing with all this coronavirus stuff and trying to navigate two kids in college and figuring that whole thing out with everything that's going on, but otherwise doing really well. Yeah. How are they doing with, with school and everything? I know every, every campus seems to be handling things differently, but how are they doing? Yeah, they seem to be handling it well. You know, one's living in a house, one's living in the dorm. So it's a little bit different, you know, well, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with Arkansas football. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They may take a year off like we talked about just to kind of get their program back. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) They're going to opt out of the season. Hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully not. They got a horrible schedule, so yeah, we'll it's see. brutal. It's brutal. Well, we're looking forward. Brutal. To I'm glad. I'm glad they're playing and looking forward to uh to the season and and seeing how that progresses. But let me remind you too, if you just joined us for the first time, you can find everything online at chessmanwealth.com, including all of our past episodes or archived there. So if you missed anything, there's a lot of great conversations we've gone through about financial planning, retirement planning, a lot of different topics, and they're all right there on chessmanwealth.com. But you can also get on there and and get a lot of uh, the resources that Wade offers there as well as including his risk tolerance quiz, which is right there. And I think everybody is trying to figure out how much risk they're comfortable with right now, especially with the way 2020 is going. So let me point you there as well. But also you can call Wade and his team at Chessman Wealth at 214-572-2120. And today, Wade, I'm excited. We got a, our first guest on the podcast. Yeah. I'm going to let you introduce him for us. Okay, great. Yeah. So I got a, gr- a great guest with me here today and I'll just give a little background, you know, so obviously as Kingdom Advisors, you know, Ben said, hey, Wade Chessman, Certified Financial Planner, Certified Kingdom Advisor. One of the things that we're all about is promoting generosity and, and giving and the power of giving and and having the uh, how money can just, money's not evil, but it can cause a lot of issues. And we want to be free of those. And one of the ways we can do that is, be, is by being generous. And so we talk to our clients a lot about the use of donor advised funds and how to use those. So I thought, let's do a little episode on what is a donor advised fund and some of the mechanics of it. And I thought, what better way to do that and to get someone that really knows the ins and outs of them. So my special guest today is Ben Bell with the Signatory. And the Signatory is a global Christian foundation founded 20 years ago in Kansas City. And they have a mission to inspire and facilitate revolutionary biblical generosity. So there are nine cities, 1,400 donors, all 50 states. And it's 20 years. It's a relatively short period of time. It's granted over $3 billion from its donor advised funds to over 9,000 charities. So Ben Bell with the Century is my guest today. Ben, it's great to have you. Thanks, Wade. Appreciate you having me on. Sure. So I thought we would just maybe start with the most basic question. That is, what is a donor advised fund? 
Well, a donor advised fund, and I may slip into the verbiage of calling it a DAF, DAF. Okay, we'll and, go and with so, DAF. I like DAF. I'll, I'll do. I'll do both. But a uh, donor advised fund is basically an account at a foundation such as the Signatory. There are lots of places you can get one. Um, we're a five hundred one c three sponsor of donor advised funds. But basically, it's an account. Some people might call it a, a charitable bank account. We try to stay away from that language, but that's a good way to think of it. And so you put deposits in and they're available for you to then guide and direct to some extent. Okay. So when you say you put deposits in, so some, when someone make, puts gives money to the signatory, for example, that's really, is that the gift itself? And then they, and then they direct where the money goes. How, is that how it works practically? Yeah. Basically a donor can deposit any asset, almost any asset into a donor advised fund. Cash is the typical assumed gift they make. But when they, at the time they make that gift, whether it's cash or appreciated securities or whatever, they are giving the stock to a 501c3. That is the time of their gift. That's when the value of their tax deduction is is determined. And it, we are basically are a I'll call it a staging point. We're not the ultimate ministry or the ultimate charity that'll probably get those funds. The donor then advises us, and that, that's where the name comes from. The donor then advises us on how those funds are managed or dispersed within certain limits. Okay. And, uh, that's, and so that's one of the, the great things about the tool. Like I consider the DAF just a tool, and it allows you to time your own tax deduction if you don't know exactly where you want to give the money, so to speak. Okay. And then when you say, you know, we, the, the person, once they put the money in their DAF, then they advise where it goes. What kind of places can they send that money to? Is it anything one or is it, give me some f- feedback on that. Yeah, it's um, every sponsor of a donor advised fund has a grant policy. It's not necessarily published, but the grant policy are the boundaries that that sponsor allows to be given to. A lot of Secular sponsors would say, hey, all has to be as a 501c3 because that's the only criteria that I'm held to. There are others that might say, hey, you can give to anything you want to except for guns. I know there's a big bracket firm that has donor advice, so they don't want to have anything to do with guns. Okay. Um, we have one that basically says you can only give to things that are consistent or at least not inconsistent with our statement of faith on our website. Okay, And so we are a Christian foundation. And so we do have some parameters of what you can and can't give to, but you don't have to give just to Christian organizations. You can give to Save the Whales or something like that if you want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Save the Whales. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the, so one of the things you mentioned is one of the most common gifts that people give is cash. But, you know, we, we taught it, we talk to people all the time here about, Hey, think outside the box a little bit. You know, cash is typically the smallest asset you have. Most of your assets are held or most of your wealth is held in other things like assets, whether it be stocks or other things. What kind of things could practically can people deposit into a into a donor advised fund? Yeah, you know, you raise a good point because most giving is cash. And yet when you look at a pie chart of someone's net worth, cash is only a sliver of it. And the rest of their net worth is made up of other assets. And so these other assets could be private businesses, could be public securities, could be real estate, could be art, uh, those types of things, could be oil and gas. And any of those things can be, in essence, deposited into the donor advised fund. And the benefit of uh, donating an appreciated asset is that you maximize the tax deduction you're getting because you're if it's valued at 
ten million dollars and you cost basis at one or zero, then you're getting the entire ten million dollars deduction. It's the fair market value of the asset that comes in, and so you're maximizing your giving and you're avoiding the capital gains taxes that occurred as that asset grew. Okay, great, and that that can be really powerful too. Yeah, you know, you get kind of double tax benefits. What about right. like minimums? What if some? What's the minimum that typically? you know, maybe your firm, but other firms would have to even open one of these things up, you know, because I think sometimes people think, oh, well, <laughs> you got to be super rich to do one of these. Yeah, you know, that's what's one thing's incredible that I consider a donor advised fund really the smart man's private foundation. It is available for anybody and everybody. At the signature, we don't have a minimum deposit to open an account. I've opened an account this summer that they're going to hold it and with a zero balance until they die and they're going to fund it with their estate. And right. there's no cost to do that. So uh, there's no cost to to open it. There's no minimum funding to put in it. There's no minimum balance to maintain. There's no minimum fee to pay. And so it's you can literally open it for zero and maintain it as long as you want it zero. Once you put money in there, there'll be some administrative fees. But uh, until then, it's it's free to go. Yeah, I opened one up with the signatory not too long ago. I think I started with $100 just to kind of get it going. And the process itself, to tell what does it what does it take to actually open one up? Is it complicated? What you know? Give me a little background on that. Yeah, it's it's really easy. Um, I mean, the simplest way is to go to our website, uh, which is thesignatory.com. There's a link at the very top saying "Open an account." You go through a questionnaire of of you know, who you are and where you live, and you get to name your account whatever you want. And so, do that. You identify a successor so that if you were to die, who would then advise us in that case? And that's the bulk of the questions. And then a day later, 24 hours later, you get your login credentials and a, a number and that's your account. And then you can mm-hmm. log on. And from that point on, you can determine, you know, you can make contributions to it. You can rebalance it among some investments if you want. You can you know, do grant recommendations out. That's where all the activity takes place. So pretty easy, really. And there, yeah. there's some advanced ways to use donor advised funds. I know I had a, we had a client one time that I think you mentioned this just a second ago that when she passed away, she all the her a good chunk of her money went into a donor advised fund that she had set up previously before her death. And she was able then to direct it to multiple charities at that time. And and if she had wanted to change it prior to death, it was really easy to do. So there there's some other, you know, more advanced things you can do with the donor advised fund, but we probably won't go in today. But I did want to talk, take a little bit of time and talk about some of the benefits. And then maybe, Ben, if there's any down, you know, any things that people should be on, say, well, maybe this is the reason not to do one. But could you maybe go into some of the benefits of, of a donor advised fund? Yeah. And actually, if you, if you think in terms of a donor advised fund as a tool, I've identified about 17 or 18 different ways that donor advised fund can be used. Wow. And like my, my kids are, are young. They're just starting their careers. They're not big givers. But each of them has a donor advised fund with a signatory now, you know, thanks to dear old dad, you know, but um, <laughs> they, it's, they're doing it not so much for the, say the tax benefit or anything like that. But in their case, if they give all their giving through the, the signatory, they get one tenant in January. It simplifies things. It's an online record of all their giving. And if they, you know, 20 years from now, they can still look back and see what it is. So on one hand, it's just a very simple administrative type of tool. Right. Um, you've got other people, uh, who use it for much more legacy-oriented things, like one of our clients. And they they send about 50% of their profits through our donor-advised funds. And then they've created donor-advised funds for 
the first generation, second generation, third generation, and they've established their own governance of those where the first and second generation meet separately, but they meet monthly and the third generation meets quarterly and they, they're determining, they're, they're handing down, this is how you give, and this is why we give this way and here's what you look for. And so that's a, that's a very elaborate way to do that. And we find that a donor advised fund and the whole topic of giving is a great place to hand down family values. Hmm. And so that's, that's more of a heady thing. Then you've got the, some of the sexier things where someone is selling their business. And a lot of times their, their plan is I'm going to sell my business. I'm going to make some money and then I'm going to give some away. Well, if they do it in that order, they've paid lots more capital gains taxes on the gains than they need to. And what they can do is they can actually give a piece of that asset to the donor advised fund prior to the sale, prior to them having a binding agreement with a buyer. And at that point, we they advise us, now we're holding a piece of their company, let's say, and they advise us so when to sell it and who to sell it to. And so we go to the sale with them arm in arm, but now some of the proceeds are coming into their donor advised fund so they can give away, they can meet that goal of giving. And yet that money, there's more money in their donor advised fund because they did not pay that, some, that amount to the IRS. And so that's kind of a, that's a sexy way to, to use it, which can get some big bang for the buck, so to speak. Right. Um, but there's, there's lots of tools like that. So there's a range of, of things. It's creative. Uh, it's a creative tool, great tool to have. Great. So, you know, we could probably go talk about this for a lot longer. There's a lot more to it, but essentially I think what I wanted to give everybody here on the podcast today is just a brief an overview of what a donor advised fund is, how they work, which I think we've done. There's a lot of benefits to them. Um, I've found it in my own giving just to be very helpful. It's simplified things. It's easier to keep track of. You know, if you, the other thing, is it true, Ben, that if, if you wanted to give money to a charity, but remain anonymous, you can do that through a DAF? Yeah, you can. When you name your DAF, you can name it anything you want and you can either name it after yourself or you can name it after a Bible verse or favorite city, anything like that. When you give and make a, make a grant request, you have an option of either including the name of your fund in there or, you know, and, or including your name as the advisor of that fund or having nothing on there. So all they see is a check from the signatory. So it depends on what you want to do. You can, you can use it to, and in essence, get credit, so to speak, at whoever you're giving to, or you can give it totally anonymously. All all they know is it's coming from the signatory. All right. One last thing that I've found to be helpful is if you're giving money to charities, like on a monthly or quarterly basis, this is also really helpful because you can set up automatic payments Mm -hmm. to go out. But if you're giving, you know, eight or nine different charities, it's can be a lot to keep up with. If you do it inside of your donor advised fund, it makes it a lot easier. So, yeah. well, Ben, I really appreciate the time and appreciate the good information on the death. It, you know, we'd be happy to answer any questions that people have about them. Um, so I'm going to turn it back over to the other Ben, <laughs> the host Ben, All right. and let him close this up. Yeah, I enjoyed that conversation and appreciate the work that, uh, that you do, Ben. How, how can people get in touch with you if they want to do that? What's the best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is going through our website, and um, we're at www.thesignatory.com. My email is bbell at thesignatory.com, or my phone number is 214-707-6668. Great. And, and Wade, I guess if anybody is a client of yours listening right now and, and want to maybe look at this option, I guess they can just sit down with you too, and you can work with them on how that fits in with their plan. Oh, of course. Love to do it. It's one of my favorite subjects. We'll find him online at chessmanwealth.com. You can, again, call Wade if you want to discuss this further and, and figure out how it fits within your retirement plan and what options you might have. 
you can call them directly at 214-572-2120. And please hit subscribe on the podcast. We'd love to have you back in a couple of weeks. We have a brand new episode. We got a lot more to talk about, but I just want to thank Ben, uh, first guest on the podcast. I uh, enjoyed it, Wade, and I thought it went pretty well. Yeah, I thought it was great. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Wade. Well, thank you both uh, for the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon right here on the Monday Night Podcast. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.